Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And today we are talking about dreams. Our guest is Kathy Lynn Pagano. She is a certified core energy life coach as well as a Jungian-trained counseling psychologist. She's worked with the tools of imagination for 30 years. And today we're talking about dream work. The power of dreams. How can we find answers to our creative problems and dreams? And how can dreams speak to our thoughts and really help us with our feelings and anxieties, as well as be a source of inspiration? Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Welcome to you. Hello. Uh, It's great to have you on the program. Um, What got you involved with dream work as a psychologist? Where did that tie in? Well, when I... uh, when. When we fir- when I first studied psychology, it was with Carl Jung, Swiss, um, this great Swiss psychologist, and so he concentrated on dreams. And being a vivid dreamer myself, it just fit the bill so well. He was very spiritual in his understanding of what dreams meant, as opposed to um, Freud. So he really was um, the man that you know helped me focus in on my belief system about what dreams can do for you. Hmm. Now, you say, you write, that dreams are a source of your own wisdom. They offer you a symbolic story of what you're doing in your life. Yes. So how do we begin to tap into that, Kathy? Well, first you have to remember your dreams. That's the first thing. And unfortunately, we have lost our ability to understand symbolic language. Symbolic Hmm. language is the language of metaphor uh, that poets use. So... Um, a lot of times when people have dreams, they seem to think, um, oh, it just means this. Oh, something happened, so this is going to literally happen. But dreams come to us as metaphors, and so we, we need to explore them. They can help so help us make wonderful decisions. Would you like to give, for me to give you an example? That yes, I ran of course. Into the other day. I, I run a dream group, and one of the women in the dream group has taken a year off. Um, she has worked all her life, in, as a matter of fact, in radio. And so with a lot of courage last year, she quit her job. She wanted to find a new direction in her life. Mm. And um, the other night when we were in dream group, she said, but, you know, my year is up. And I gave myself a year. And then she came in with a wonderful dream. And I'm not going to tell you the whole dream, but it began with her playing with a little monkey. And then mm-hmm. it went on um, about a healing that went on in terms of her own masculine side. And then it went to um, all of a sudden she needed to hurry up, and she was running, and she said, I felt robotic. It was just, I have to hurry. I have to run. And then she came to a big, giant statue of a fish, as a matter of fact, but uh, and she's a Pisces. But she had to climb over it, and when she did, she lost her vision, and she was stuck mm-hmm. on the top of this giant um, statue of a fish. And finally, she realized she could feel her way down, and then at the end of the dream, she could see again. So as we talked about it, we she realized that she was pushing herself to make decisions she really wasn't mm-hmm. willing to make right mm-hmm. now. 
and she was going to go back and just be playful with that little monkey and not be so robotic about how I make decisions about what's the next step for me. All right, Kathy, I need to ask you a question. Unless you want to finish it, do you have to finish that up? No, well, it's done. I need to feel my way. And so it helps. Yeah. That's where the dreams come in yeah. and, and, and keep us on course, let's say, with our soul's purpose. Right. Well, here's what I want to ask because this has happened to me and I know it happens to other people. You'll have a dream and it, you wake up disturbed. You know, there's that funny feeling and you cannot remember the dream. Yes. What do you do? Well, first of all, the dream will come back. Hmm. Because it, we have repeating themes in our life. That people who remember their dreams and write them down, you, after a while you can very easily track the many different themes that come up because we each have a, a specific goal in life, I guess you could say, as individuals. And even though there aren't, um, even though we are all one, we each have our individual goals. So we're going to keep repeating like a spiral different themes, so that will come up. The other thing you can do is go into your feelings and say, well, what is disturbing? In what way is this disturbing me? And ask for an image because dreams come from the unconscious and we can access the unconscious in very many different ways, through meditation, through hypnotherapy. So there's there's ways to backtrack, if you will, and just sit in the feeling and say, oh, this is an awful feeling. What does it feel like? And then you might get an image of being closed up in a cave or shut in a closet or on a cliff, hanging from a cliff. And so then you can work with that metaphor and that image to say, okay, where? why do I feel like I'm hanging by my fingernails right now? Mm. Well, so it's a matter of kind of keeping track of what the themes are and so that you get a sense of what the themes are that you dream about. Yes. Well, once you keep a record, the themes become very clear. Oh, I have Mm. control issues. I have fear issues. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I have found, and this has been a recurring theme for me. I haven't had this dream lately. And it's come up in different areas where I'm going somewhere and I can't find my way back. I, I keep getting detoured and I can't, I can't, you know, and I'm, or I get lost and then I find somebody to help me and, but I wake up disturbed because I couldn't get back. Yes. What is that? I'm sure that's very common and I'm that's sure that's, there's dream. a theme there. Yes, definitely. And well, it's, it's about losing, um, getting lost, losing sight of where you want to be in life and losing track of where you're going. When I work with clients, a lot of times I have them draw like a bullseye with six maybe circles and I'll say, what is it that you value the most? Put that in the middle of the bullseye. What do you value next? And so, so often life makes us so busy and we have so many things all of us are doing. What happens is we're shooting outside the bullseye of what we really want. And so the dream will come to you and say, you know what, you've lost your way. You're not really aiming towards what you really want, what your heart wants, what your soul wants. You're doing things that are just almost like busy work, and now you're feeling lost because you've lost your path. Mm, mm. So it's a matter of being more focused, do you think? Well, not just, we don't, we don't want to just be focused because that's that very left brain focused masculine way of dealing with the world. We want to have a balance of both. 
But um, it could be that it's just that there's something you really want in your life, and you and you don't focus on it probably because you've been told that's silly to do that. That's not important in your life. A lot of times it it concerns love and relationships and artistic creativity because our culture doesn't value them. We say we value them, but we really don't. And so in that way, you know, our heart might be saying we really want to put some energy over here, but, oh, we have all of these other issues over here. And then when you get too far away from your heart's desire, the dreams will come in and say you're lost. Mm-hmm. When people come to you, Karen, do they come to you for dream interpretation or is that part of what you do in your counseling work? Well, both. Um, some people who have um, studied Carl Jung will specifically come to me because they want to work on their dreams. Other times uh, in the coaching or the therapy or even when I do astrology charts, um, people will say, well, I had this dream. And then the dreams will focus. You know how if you've ever done therapy, you can come in and tell your therapist, you know, this is what's happening. My my ex-husband is so miserable or my kids are acting up. And, and you know, you bring your side of the story to the, to therapy. But when you work with dreams, you see a more objective side. So you might be complaining about somebody doing something to you, but maybe your dream will come up and say, look, you're doing this to yourself. Mm, absolutely. So it's a wonderful balance. Mm. So you think it's very important to pay attention to your dreams? I do. I do because... I believe that one of the biggest issues we're facing right now is that we are disconnected from our truest selves. The outer world is so, has put so much pressure on us to perform, to act in a certain way, to have certain goals, but a lot of times they aren't what we really want or desire. And so I remember watching Oprah's last show and she said, the one thing I've discovered is that Americans have very little self-worth. And that's because we don't pay attention to what's inside of ourselves. We always compare ourselves to the outer goals. So dream work helps you reconnect to your inner self and live mm-hmm. a more balanced life. Mm-hmm. You're not always Very. trying to keep up with the Joneses, as they used to say back in the 50s when we were both young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now do you do workshops also in the whole dream interpretation I do workshops in dreams. I run groups with dreams. I, um, I, but I, I also do workshops on cre- the creative imagination and understanding symbolic language and also feminine spirit because at the bottom of it is um, dreams are one of the forms of feminine consciousness, if you will, right brain consciousness that really tell us you know, can give us a clear picture of who we are and what we're doing with our lives. Dreams can also tell us what other people in our lives are going through. We can also dream about someone close to us and find out, you know, some of their basic issues. It really all depends on how open you are to dreams. But I think the most important thing that all of us need to do is learn symbolic language because that's how the media manipulates us. They use so- powerful archetypal images to say something, but if we don't understand it, we get swept away by the All energy. All right, so let's talk about that. Let's, why don't you give us some examples of archetypal images, please? 
Well, the, you have the great mother and the great father, of, of course, or the divine child or the lovers. And so, you know, let's look at TV. They might put an ad on about lovers. We get caught up in the whole idea of lovers, but we have this... Um, for many, for a thousand years now, at least since Eleanor of Aquitaine's Courts of Love, we have this ideal about romantic love, that there's only one person, and if you can't have that person, you're going to die. You're never going to find anyone else. Well, the Greeks and a lot of other cultures talk about many different kinds of love. So unless we understand the archetype of love itself, which begins with self-love, then we get caught up in some of the stories that the culture wants us to believe about love. Mm. Does that make sense to you? It does. So how does how do we use that in everyday life? How do, how does that help me understand love better in everyday life? Well, if you understand the different, there are so many different subtleties to love. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I think uh, th- right now what pops into my mind is that old song, Love the One You're With. Uh, yeah. But um, it's the whole idea that there's different levels of love. Like sometimes I'm wa- I watch my friends, you know, trying to meet people and right away, you know, trying to meet men. And right away the, the men either want to be in love with them or they want to be in love with the man. And it's like, well, first of all, if something gets constellated, an archetype gets constellated, and it's not real anymore because you, you don't even know each other. So part of it is being able to step back and say, ah, the potential of energy and energy exchanges here, but don't let me get lost in a fantasy that this is something more than it is. Let me step back and really get to know this person and not see, not think, oh, I've met somebody, so now I'm in love. I see that happen a a lot. Yeah, with that word love. What's another word that's kind of archetypal that we confuse? What would be another big word? Well, another big word that we confuse. Let me see. Um, I think that um, sometimes we confuse um, the idea that, a mother of mother. Um, we see mm. that mothering sometimes can be smothering. And one of the biggest things I learned as the mother of four children as a single mom was that, um, and also being Italian, so that made me really sit up and, and pay attention. And I had dreams that helped me um, focus and, and not be so smothering. And it's about learning how to say right now, this is, you need this. You're, you, you, you really need my help. But you might say the next time, nah, you don't need my help this time. This time, it's time for you to learn how to do this yourself. And so mm. we don't understand the, the discrimination in terms of how we need to mother different things or how we nurture our creative talents. Sometimes we think mothering is I have to give everything. Here, here's everything. Here's my heart. Here's my soul. You're my child. You're my creation. Sometimes you stand back and go, no, no, it's up to you now. Be your own mother. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. So love. Mother, I'm trying to think of other words uh, that are archetypal. The word that's coming to me, but I don't know if it applies, is the word fear. Well, fear is an emotion. Archetypes are, are instinctual patterns of behavior. And so mm. um, what it is is archetypes are like the instincts that make birds fly and migrate. 
So for given this example of archetypes. An archetype, there's archetypes that, like I said, of the divine, of the child, of the parents, of the lovers. There's also collective archetypes of the judge or the bard or the storyteller or the healer or the shaman, um, the artist. Okay, so we have these, the archetypes are energy nodals, if you will. We have them in fairy tales. The way you find out about how archetypes work would be through studying maybe fairy tales or myths. That's one of the things we do at the Young Institute because it helps you understand symbolic language and then also dream language. So the the archetypes aren't necessarily fear. Fear might come up uh, in a, as a symbol as a giant because that would be kind of scary, especially if you were little. And so sometimes when we dream about giants or we see giants in a fairy tale, mm. it, that is the energy that is so big it constellates fear, which is an emotion, which comes from more the reptilian brain. Yes. The fight or the flight brain in us. Well, you know, one thing that I've noticed from talking with you and, and reading some of your things is the way that you work, a lot of things that we fret about or we get frightened or we worry about, you have a way of explaining that, Kathy, that doesn't eliminate the fear but sees it in a different light, in a more proactive and positive light. Well, that's what I try to do because everything... The thing about dreams that I want to say is dreams don't have a moral character. They just tell you what is. It's as if an, uh, the director, the inner director says, now I'm going to put you in your movie and let you see what is. So you in the dream is just, your, that's your ego. So when you dream something, Patricia, you, your part of that dream is just your consciousness, your conscious ego, the part of you that, that is as conscious as you can be, okay? Now, the rest of the energy in the dream is is what's going on around you and what's coming up from your unconscious. So if you begin to have sort of a neutral vision of it, of life, then you don't get into worry. I remember years ago when I was at the Young Institute, so this is 30 years ago, um, the, the, the movie The Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. And um, we saw it when we lived in Zurich, and I had a dream about the Ark. And it was funny because at that time I was really, um, I, I, I was always very spiritual and I was very religious, um, but I was beginning to question sort of Catholicism and patriarchal religions. And in this dream, these two characters came out of the Ark and chased me, and nothing I did, they were going to kill me. And I was afraid, and all of a sudden I remembered Carlos Castaneda's Don Juan saying, you know, meet death, take death as your advisor. So I turned around in the dream, because I remembered that in the dream, and I went, okay, what do you want? You can only kill me. And then they dissolved. It went away. And so it is that whole process, and many people have talked about it in the last 30 years. When you turn around to face what's chasing you, what's your fear it dissolves because it's not quite as scary as our imagination of what it is. Yes. Yeah. And it brings it to the forefront. You know, I remember, um, you know, as you said, sometimes you can have a dream of someone chasing you or uh, losing something or losing all your money, and you wake up and think, oh, am I going to lose all my money or is somebody going to chase me and kill me? Yeah. what you're saying is that sometimes the interpretation of that Maybe positive, not negative. That's it. 
A lot of times when we dream about losing our, our pocketbooks, our purses, especially women, what do we keep in them? We keep our identity, you know, our money, our energy, our lipstick, you know, <laughs> our persona in it. And so you go, oh, I've, you know, what it is is I'm, I fear, I'm fearing that I'm losing my, my sense of myself. Or uh, women often have um, dreams that men are trying to break into their house. But the masculine in a woman wants, you know, wants to be paid attention to, just as the feminine in a man wants to be listened to. And so a lot of times when someone, when we dream about someone chasing us, if we turned around and, and faced whatever that energy was, it's going to basically probably be something that we think is bad, but that might really help us. Absolutely. All right. So tell, let's tell the audience how they can find you and work with you. Do you work with people all over the country by phone? Yes, I do, either on Skype or by phone. And um, I have two websites. One is called um, www.wisdomofastrology, but with dashes, wisdom-of-astrology.com, because astrology is another way that you can look at your life and just see what kind of energies are at play. And then I'm also at imaginecoachingservices.com, all one word, Imagine Coaching Services. And I do, I, I am thinking of doing a dream class online in the, in the beginning of next year because so many people are interested in being in a dream group, but there's no one in their town that does that. So I thought maybe we could do it over the Internet. Interesting. Now, in your work as a counselor, then you work with astrology as well as dream analysis. So you use whatever tool you have in working with that person's issue. Yes. You see, astrology, even though it's an art, it's also a science. And so what I've discovered is that um, what it does is it gives, it's a wonderful personality indicator, and it's also a good timing rhythm. It tells you those times in your life when you're ready to grow and expand, sometimes through pain and hard lessons, other times through just opening to opportunities. And it's always good to know ahead of time that that's going on. Um, or it's also good to know, okay, now I have to face the darkness. And when you know that there's dark times coming, but you also know that it's just, it's not going to last forever. It's going to be just a process, yeah. part of a rebirth yeah. process. It helps you. So that's where the hope comes in. So people can find you at wisdom-of-astrology.com. Yes. And what's your other website? ImagineCoachingServices.com. Or they can right. just look up Kathy with a C, Pagano, Pagan with an O, which I love, um, and mm -hmm. uh, online, and they could probably find some of my websites. So if a person, you know, is troubled by dreams or if they want to combine their dreams with astrology and they want to know how they can solve their problem or work or come up with a solution, but they're being troubled maybe by a dream, you could help them with that. Yes. Carl Jung used astrology um, himself with his clients, which I thought was quite amazing for someone back in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, but, you know, once again, it isn't that astrology makes is, is about, oh, you have to be this. It gives you a, a very objective way of understanding 
who you are, what your personality is. It's better than any Myers-Briggs test because sometimes we get delusional about who we are and we put down answers on the psychology test that really aren't us. But mm-hmm. astrology is very objective and it says this is who you are. Yeah, based on your birth time and birthplace. And day. Right? And, and our birth. Yes, our birth. It just gives you an objective look at yourself and you can accept it or not. You know, in the same way you can accept a dream message or not. All right. Now, for people who are having trouble remembering their dreams, should they keep a pad right by their bed? Yes, it's wonderful to keep a pad or else even a little tape recorder uh, next to your bed. Uh, you don't want to get up. You don't want to move around because you'll forget it, but you just want to grab it. Um, you can take vitamin B6. If, you, if you're not remembering your dreams, there's a deficiency, a vitamin deficiency. Interesting. And so a little vitamin B6 always helps with dream recall. Okay. And, well, that's um, very good. I didn't know that. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. And if people want to find you again, they can write to you, and they can write to you, Kathy, at? At either ImagineCoachingServices.com or Kathy at WisdomOfAstrology.com. With All the hyphens. Right. Definitely. And if they're interested in, in, in a dream group online, you know, that's a perfect way to begin. And if they, if they write to me and tell me that they've, they've heard about me from your show, I'll give them a discount if they want a private dream session. Oh, that would be wonderful. All right, Kathy Pagano has been our guest today. And although we haven't interpreted many dreams, except for the one I talked about of getting lost, (laughs) which you said was common, uh, Kathy would love to work with you. Kathy Pagano, P-A-G-A-N-O. She's a certified core energy life coach as well as a Jungian-trained counseling psychologist. She's worked with the tools of imagination for 30 years, and we've been talking about dream work. Okay, Kathy, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you for having me, Patricia. All right. Stay on the line. Okay, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. I know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I'll put you on my e-newsletter list. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.